We continue our 2023 breakdown, and today we look at a former top prospect with Victor Robles, and man, it was a tough 2023. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And I'm your host, Ryan Clare. You can catch me over on Twitter at RyanClary11 and as well as the show page at LO underscore Nationals and get your latest Nationals news and notes right then and there. While you're at it, make sure to subscribe over on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast, just search Locked On Nationals and you'll find us there. Later on in today's show, we will be looking at some arbitration-eligible nationals. There's a pretty good amount of us here that we probably may not be seeing down the line because of their lofty numbers. But we're going to get into the little bit of that later on because decisions will have to be made this offseason. And there's some intriguing ones, but there's also some no-brainer ones. We'll talk about that later on. And then we're going to get into kind of what the future holds for Victor Robles because Listen, this guy still has all the talent in the world, but we all know it hasn't clicked for him since 2019. Even then, small sample size this year that we're going to get into right now, he showed some promise. So let's get into that. Because Victor Robles, while we all know the back issue that he had this year, getting placed on the IL not once but twice, and the last time it was just to shut him down for the entirety of the 2023 season. And listen, this was kind of a bummer. When this happened, when you talked about Victor Robles, the time was now. Victor Robles, if he wanted to stick in D.C. and really kind of supplant himself as a national of the future, someone who we could rely on every single day, it was going to have to happen this year. And obviously, we all know what happened. The back issue landed him on the I.L. And ever since then, you haven't been able to see Victor Robles. That's just a bummer. It just is. Because, again, Victor Robles was someone that this Nationals team refused to trade away back for JT Real Muto. We all remember all those rumors with the Miami Marlins back in the day and the Nationals being in the mix to potentially trade for the superstar catcher with Real Muto. But the Nationals refused to give up Victor Robles. We all saw all those trade packages back in the day when the Nationals were just reluctant to give away Victor Robles, even if it was for a superstar kind of player. Well, Victor Robles, while he was a top 10 prospect, he has been very up and down, to say the least. The fielding part of it, let's start out there first, because him as a fielder, him as a center fielder, covering ground, while he does make some kind of boneheaded mistakes sometimes, most of the time it's still good. Like, he is a productive center fielder. Not only does this guy have a very strong arm, but the range that he covers out in center field is one of the best in the game. Now, again, he doesn't make all the right plays out there. You've seen him at times just blatantly miss cutoff man at times, and it's just kind of like, dude, what are we doing? You're in year five now of the system, really even longer than that. Victor Robles has appeared in seven different seasons with the Washington Nationals dating all the way back to 2017 
And now entering this year, 2024, this will be year number eight with the Nationals. Victor Robles, he's always had this potential. You look at him and you say, man, if you were to just make a few tweaks at the plate, what kind of player would Victor Robles be? Because if you take, if we go back to 2019 when that was his rookie season in which he was the most productive by far throughout his career, he had a 255, 326, 419 slash that was a 750, 745 OPS on that year. 17 home runs, 65 RBIs, 28 stolen bases. Again, as a rookie, a young 22-year-old, only three home runs away from a 2020 season as a rookie, which we just celebrated Lane Thomas doing at an older age. Victor Robles has always been close to really just putting together an impressive season. But ever since that year, in 2019, when the Nationals, at that point, seemed as if they were all in on Victor Robles, and really I think Nationals fans, including us, we all were. Because how could you not be with all the talent that he possesses? He has the potential for power. He plays good defense. He plays center field. He can be a stolen base threat at any given moment. But it has never clicked all at once for Victor Robles. His rookie year, while he was great in center field, man the outfield really the entirety of that season, was really good. And even then, his fielding since then, while it hasn't really drastically improved, it hasn't gotten worse or anything like that, but still, you still see the mistakes that you would see Jacob Young making, that you would expect from a young outfielder, maybe Lane Thomas back in the day. All these younger guys that James Wood and Dylan Cruz, the mistakes that they're going to be making, Victor Robles is still making them as a veteran in this league. Someone who has been on this postseason squad of the Nationals, made the World Series run, won a World Series, is a champion, still makes these mistakes that you just sit there and say, what are you doing? What has gone wrong? And in this year, only playing in 36 games, having 107 at-bats, while his numbers were better. His OPS was as high as it's ever been throughout the duration of an entire year. Having a 750 OPS on the season, but even then, it wasn't really all that impressive. Because this year in 36 games, he only had six extra base hits. No home runs, eight RBIs. He only had eight stolen bases as well and had 18 strikeouts to 11 walks. Now, the walk margin is a lot better because last year in 132 games, he had 17 walks. He had 11 this year in 36. So right then and there, we all knew the adjustment was made. Darnell Coles talked about it a lot over the offseason and spring training. And even then, Victor Robles had a solid spring training in which people were thinking, maybe he is going to turn around. Maybe he will kind of get back to his 2019 form because the asking price for Victor Robles when it comes to him at the plate for offensive production, it's really so low. The bar is so low for Victor Robles to be an everyday kind of player that you can really kind of fit your team around. He's not going to be your superstar that we all kind of thought he could be back in the day, but he could still be a role player because of what he does defensively and the value that he provides out there. But then at the plate, you got you just got to click at some point. And at some point, you have to make some improvements and some adjustments in which, to his credit, he did make some adjustments this year, but it was coming in a lot of singles in which... You know, I'll take the hits when I can get them. 
But even then, Victor Robles was supposed to have some power. This was going to be some kind of a five-tool sort of prospect. He wasn't going to hit 40 home runs in his career. That was never a thing that people even thought about. But with all that said, doubles, triples, stolen bases, getting on base efficiently, which is something that he just has not done. Because since 2019, when he had 28 stolen bases, he was getting on base at a rate that he hasn't done since that 2019 season, getting on base at 326 back in 2019. This year, by far and away, his highest on base percentage, in which kind of resulted in a lot more seals garnering 11, or not 11, eight stolen bases in 2023, compared to just 15 over in 2022 when he appeared in 132 games last year. There's a lot of different things to account for with Victor Robles. With 2023, you can't really break down his 2023 considering he only played 36 games. But at which point now do we just say it's over? And I think a lot of Nationals fans have kind of been on this wheel already. We've already kind of expected that Victor Robles, the time here as a starting center fielder, may have run out. Because we all know about the center field prospects that the Nationals have. James Wood, Dylan Cruz, Jacob Young even this year played really well on center field. There's a lot of different kind of pieces that the Nationals could put in center field, even if it's just for the time being before Cruz and Wood gets up in the majors and sometime in 2024. There's a lot of different things to consider with the future of Victor Robles. Do the Nationals still bank on that talent, pick up this year, sign him again, or Do you DFA him and move on and see what he can do elsewhere? Because at this moment, that's kind of a big storyline going into this offseason. While while it may not be the most sexy kind of storyline with Victor Robles, you would like it to be something to where both parties can kind of work this out. But even then, we all know what's looming here. So what is the future of Victor Robles and as well as the Washington Nationals moving forward? That's a question I want to get to. But before we get into that, let me tell you guys about our good friends over at Sleeper. And guys, the MLB playoffs are around the corner, which means the clock is ticking on your chance to 100 times your cash on daily fantasy baseball. Baseball has never been more exciting than it is now with studs like Acuna, Betts, and Otani. Pick more or less on stats for these stars like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and more for up to 100 time payout on Sleeper. Get your picks right and you could win big. What I love about Sleeper is that when I play fantasy baseball, not every site out there has a projection set on stone, but when I go to Sleeper, every single time their projections are spot on, and also the advice that they give down in the columns below, amazing. That is why I want you guys to check out Sleeper, and also with all my buddies, we like to have a nice little group chat in that app as well. You can talk a little smack, you can discuss trades, discuss different pickups, whatever you need, Sleeper has you covered. So make sure to use promo, promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And make sure to use promo code Locked On, and you'll get $100 match on your first deposit. Now let's get back into it as Victor Robles is entering an offseason in which his future could be up in the air right now. So as of right now, his arbitration projection for Robles is at $2.7 million for the 
2024 season. Now, while that's not a lot of money, considering 2.7 million, which you could be giving out someone like Dominic Smith around four or five million. You could be giving Tanner Rainey around one and a half million. Lane Thomas could be getting a pretty decent sized bag here in the 2024 season. Victor Robles is an interesting one, though, because there's a lot of different things to balance out here. Do you want Victor Robles manning the center field spot and just until Dylan Cruz comes up or James Wood or whoever's up there first? Or would you go the route of Jacob Young or maybe Alex Colligan and you decide to run it back? Or name that free agent that you want to give a half year of an opportunity to and kind of have that J-Mer Candelario role where you ship that said person off at the deadline. There's a lot of different things to consider here right now. But from what I saw this season with Victor Robles, with Jacob Young, I think Jacob Young is in the mix to kind of be that center fielder, which this national team would probably like going forward. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be your starting center fielder when Dylan Cruz and James Wood are still around here because the Nationals, they have a crowded outfield room. You have Lane Thomas. Again, you have Stone Garrett, who should not be forgotten in this equation as well. James Wood, Dylan Cruz. There's a lot of different kind of ways the Nationals could decide to go. But from what I saw from Jacob Young, kind of comparing it to what I've seen from Victor Robles over the last few years, I would rather go the youth route again. And you can make the argument at which Victor Robles is going the youth route. And just what if, what if the 1% chance comes to fruition and Victor Robles kind of just pans out? Because his numbers weren't all too bad this year. Again, we kind of went over them there. A lot of singles, not a lot of extra base hits, not a lot of stolen bases. Just not all that much production at the plate. But again, they were improvements from the years in the past. But with Jacob Young, there's a lot of different things to consider with him. And even another prospect, just name that kind of prospect who has broken out this year from the national system. There's a different kind of vibe when it comes to Jacob Young, though. Number one, when he got called up, he was kind of like an energy energizer money, you could say, for this Nationals offense. And even then, we've seen the web gems that he made. The throw that he made in taking away his offensive production from this, the throw that he made in Toronto, throwing out, I believe, Alejandro Kirk at home, that is kind of something that you do not see from an everyday center fielder, especially with this Nationals team. Now, Victor Robles has made plays like that in the past. And again, he's got a much better arm than Jacob Young, in my opinion. And I think that's pretty obvious. But considering this, we talked about this youth movement all offseason long, all season long even. The Nationals, they have to know what they have in these younger prospects, even if you're a Jacob Young who may have been a later round pick at a college, not all that promising of a prospect. But even then, in the small sample sizes that we saw from him compared to Victor Robles this year, I'd much rather go down the path of Jacob Young at this point because we don't know what he could be. And even then, those small sample sizes that we did see with him, there was a lot of lightning and just kind of good stuff that we could build off of. Jacob Young has the potential to be your fourth outfielder going forward. And I'm not just talking about this Nationals team. I'm not just talking about being a fourth outfielder on a 72-win team. I'm talking about a fourth outfielder on someone who's going to be contending for a postseason spot, someone who's going to be contending for a World Series down the line. 
That is the kind of talent and potential that Jacob Young possesses, in my opinion. Number one, he's getting the ball in play. And when you have 70-plus grade speed the way that Jacob Young has, putting the ball in play is just half your battle. Because you're putting so much pressure on that defense to make those plays knowing how fast you are. And if you guys were watching the postseason game last night with the Cunha, just having a pretty routine shortstop over to Trey Turner. Trey Turner has to rush that play every single time because he knows of the speed threat of Ronald Acuna. Now, I'm not saying he's Ronald Acuna's speed or anything like that, but you get the point. Pressure on defense, I think, is not really something that you can weigh in analytics, which I like. I like analytics. I like statistics and all that nerdy math stuff. But when you talk about Jacob Young and all the different things that stats can't account for, I think that is kind of why, and that kind of gives you the momentum of going with Jacob Young over Victor Robles. Now, again, it's not going to be really about these two guys, in my opinion, because the question is, what is the future for Robles here? Are you going to keep them for that $2.7 million or whatever they decided that to be? Or are you just going to say, thank you for the World Series, go find another team? And at this moment in time, I'd probably lean that route. DFA him. It's time to move on. We know what it is with Victor Robles at this point. You're going to get solid defensive production, but then you're going to get lackluster production at the offensive side of things. And with Jacob Young, he has won the potential to be a solid defensive outfielder, really at any position if he's going to man the center field the way he has been, or if you stick him in left field, right field, whatever it is, Jacob Young has that potential. And number one, probably the biggest priority for this ownership right now, Jacob Young's going to be a hell of a lot cheaper than Victor Robles. Because if you're going to pay Victor Robles the 2.7 or 2.5 million, whatever the number comes out to be, what is really the point of that? Are you going to be paying this guy to be a fourth outfielder? Are you going to be blocking someone name that outfielding prospects at Travis Blankenhorn, whatever it is, whatever prospect that could take out that fourth outfielder spot. Is Victor Robles going to be the guy, the log jam that? Because I don't really see the purpose in that, unless you see Victor Robles being this everyday center fielder. And I think this is going to be a very big internal discussion this offseason because, listen, Victor Robles was a prized prospect. This was still someone that the Nationals put a ton of eggs in their basket for refuse to trade them. They refuse to back in the day. This is still someone that they, I think, believe could turn around eventually. But I'm here to plead, please don't do that. Go the Jacob Young route. Figure out what you have with these younger prospects. And who knows what happens with Jacob Young. Maybe he gets kind of this confidence turn and turns out to be a stud. You never know. You really never know with these kind of guys. And again, If you look at outside this organization and compare it to others, whether it be the Dodgers, all the successful ones right now, these sort of things happen. You kind of stub your toe into these star players, whether it be Max Muncy or James Outman for the Los Angeles Dodgers, whatever it is, Trace Thompson in 2022 for the Dodgers, whatever it kind of is, other organizations seem to do these things. Jacob Young, I liked him, I think, a lot more than other people did over this season. And again, his numbers weren't overwhelmingly good. It's not something I'm going to stand on the table for and say, 
this is our starting center fielder moving forward. No, no, no. But when you're comparing it to Victor Robles and kind of what he has done and what he has showed us over the course of multiple years now, how can you not make the argument as to why he should be here? Because Jacob Young has been the better product even after an injured Victor Robles season, which again, it sucks because Victor Robles, the numbers were good. They were solid. A 750 OPS with his defensive production, I'll take that any day of the week. But it's just a matter of fact of doing it over a consistent 162-game pace, and which he hasn't done since 2019 again, which was at this point was four years ago, four-plus years ago. That's a long time, man. That's hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of games and at-bats and thousands of at-bats. So many at-bats that he just hasn't been able to consistently produce. And while these adjustments that we saw from him, which he did make, he was getting the ball in play more. He wasn't striking out as much as he was in recently. I think the limitations are still there for Robles, though, because you're not seeing the extra base hits. The exit velo was not up there, was not up to par. And really, they were just kind of dinker hits, in which is cool and all. Like, that's fine. But even then... We don't need that at this point from Victor Robles. I think the rubber has kind of hit the road as a Washington national, meaning I'm not really seeing him here moving forward. And I don't think anyone can make a case for him to be here moving forward at this point. So there's a lot of different things to consider with Victor Robles this offseason. But as of right now, I'm going the Jacob Young route. And even then, in a second place finish, I'm going the free agency route as well and maybe taking a chance <clears throat> on a cheap one-year deal. There's a lot of different things to consider here. With all that said, though, I just don't really see the puzzle fitting anymore here for Victor Robles as a Washington National. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And of course, catch us over wherever you get your pod search locked on nationals and subscribe over on YouTube. But before we get into some arbitration eligible Washington nationals, I need to tell you guys about our friends over at FanDuel. And guys, October baseball is here, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the final out. Bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get a W, Predict what will happen in the next at bat with quick bet. So head on over to fanduel.com slash locked on right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, the Nationals have quite a few arbitration-eligible players this offseason. A lot of them are intriguing cases because a lot of these guys are what we saw every single day. As of right now, you have Dominic Smith, Victor Robles, Tanner Rainey, Michael Chavis, Hunter Harvey, Lane Thomas, Kyle Finnegan, and Luis Garcia. 
all these guys are going to be commanding north of a million dollars. And probably the most expensive one, definitely the most expensive one, is going to be Lane Thomas. Let's start right then in there. Lane Thomas is going to come to a deal with the Nationals, definitely. He's not going anywhere. The Nationals will not move on from him. They're not going to trade him. They're not going to do anything. Well, Lane Thomas is going to be a national in 2024, and he's going to be your starting right fielder. What figure will that be? Will it be that $7 million projection? It could be a little bit more. It could be a little bit less. You never really know with these arbitration cases until they settle. So Lane Thomas out the door. Kyle Finnegan as well. He's going to get his one-year arbitration deal as well. Get him out. Luis Garcia, he'll get his as well. That's around $2.4 million get him out of the picture. But then you narrow it down to a few intriguing cases. Number one is Tanner Rainey. Now, I think some people view him as there's like a 80% chance that he's coming back, and even then, probably a 90% chance. But there is still an opportunity in which the Nationals say, hey, sorry, we haven't really seen it in a while. Tommy John surgery could be coming off for a guy who throws in the high upper 90s, at least what they want him to throw. But I think Tanner Rainey, he'll be here. But then it narrows down to Dominic Smith, who will have a pretty hefty price tag. Victor Robles, we've talked about. Hunter Harvey, again, I forgot. He's he's going to be re-signed and good to go. You have Luis Garcia, Dominic Smith, and Victor Robles. Luis Garcia, again, I think he will come to an agreement here. But with Dominic Smith and the $4.3 million projection that he is set to make in 2024, again, very solid defensively. Someone who I really like. The leader in the clubhouse that he is. The defender saving all those errors from C.J. Abrams and Luis Garcia. Are you going to be paying your first baseman just to be very solid defensively in a league in which you need to have awesome offensive production at your first base position? And when we talk about production for a first baseman, the expectation is home runs, slugging extra base hits, getting on base, being a threat to put the ball out at any given moment. Dominic Smith was not that threat this year. This is going to be the case in which I could see it going either way. And at this moment in time, I think it's around 50-50 whether the Nationals decide to pick that up and they do want to have Dominic Smith return or they go the other route in which, say, they maybe want a free agent or maybe they give a first baseman in the system an opportunity. But at this moment, the Nationals at first base down in the farm, that's probably their weakest link of all of them. Frankie's Tostado is the guy that you could maybe look out for to crack the roster opening day, but he's not going to be your starting first baseman because if he is, oh my God, what are we doing? That's just what I'm saying here. But this is the interesting case, and it's really just two different avenues. You either get Dominic Smith back, He's going to be your first baseman for 2024, or you go that first baseman route, sign a free agent, and hope to God something clicks there. Because that's the kind of position in which I could see the Nationals returning with Dominic Smith or going that free agent route. But again, the Nationals, they got a lot of different guys here. You got eight guys who are arbitration eligible. No one who will be crazy expensive. The most expensive one's going to be Lane Thomas. And after that, it'll probably be Kyle Finnegan. And even then, after that, it could be Dominic Smith or Victor Robles, but at that, at this moment in time, both those guys, their futures as Washington Nationals are relatively up in the air, you could say. 
Thank you guys for making Locked On Nats your first listen every single day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, as we know now, the Phillies defeated the Braves in four games yesterday. We saw Bryce Harper, Trey Turner, Kyle Schwarber, Kevin Long, all the former Nats have good times. That was not a good time for me. It's, it's been a bad day. It's been a bad week. What can I say? I didn't shave today. And if you're watching on YouTube, you'll probably see, Ryan, you got a lot of facial hair today. And the reason why that is, I'm sad. I am sad. I did not want to see the Philadelphia Phillies win at all. But whatever. It happens. Go Diamondbacks. I cannot wait until the Diamondbacks beat them in six games. That's a joke. We'll just have to see. I'll give some predictions coming up on Monday. And, of course, enjoy some postseason baseball as the ALCS starts this Sunday. You can catch that over on SiriusXM just like you do for your Washington Nationals. So, of course, enjoy the weekend. Get some baseball in. Get a few days here of rest before Sunday. And then postseason baseball kicks right off yet again. And, of course, I'll catch you guys on the flip side.